today in our gospel from, the, from Matthew, the simple two verse that we just he heard is a whole expose for us to unpack and is really filled, rich filled with what it means to fast. In two verses, Jesus explains to us what is the purpose of fasting. But the challenge in this passage is it's very subtle. And so if you don't understand the context and if you don't understand the cultural situation that is occurring, you kind of just glist through it. And for years as I've been reading this passage, I've kind of glissed through it. But this morning as I was studying it and trying to figure this out and wrestle with it, it took a lot of studying and reading to really be able to make sense of this. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, why do we, so John the Baptist's disciples and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not? That statement that question that has been asked by the disciples of John is a valid question. But we have to begin to look at why the Pharisees fast. Fasting for the Pharisees was a sign of piety, was a sign of holiness. But not a holiness within oneself, but an exterior demonstration of how holy am I. Or the phrase that we typically hear, holy are thou. It's all about an exterior appearance that I bring to others, that I show on others, that I demand and expect others to live out the way I'm living my life out. The demand that I am holy, you are not, you need to become better and be like me. But instead, Jesus says, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The image of the bridegroom and the bride and the wedding celebration describes Jesus' relationship with the church and articulates for us why we should be fasting. When the bridegroom is with his bride, there is no reason for fasting is the first point. The reason for fasting is not because it's an exterior celebration of my own piety, my own holiness, and everyone else is subpar. Everyone else is imperfect. But what Jesus is saying is fasting is not about that, but an interior transformation and conversion. Because the wedding feast is not just a gathering. The wedding feast is a description of the heavenly celebration in which the bride and the bridegroom are so intimately united and bound and bonded together. So what Jesus is saying as he is here walking the earth teaching and illustrating and articulating for us what heaven will be like, there's no need for fasting yet. So as he leaves us to go back to prepare a dwelling place for us, he's asking us to prepare our minds, our body, our souls for what we're meant to be from the beginning, where we're meant to go from the beginning. Because our minds, our hearts, our souls are not ready for that intimate union. To put it very frankly, how many of us spend time getting to know God? 
How can we be united with him and see him face to face if we ourselves do not know who God is? If we do not have a relationship with him, how can we live for all eternity with him? Because who are we living with then? How can we live in a dwelling place that is filled with love, but within our hearts are filled with hatred, jealousy, envy? If we don't rid ourselves of these things, we are not empty enough to be filled with his love and to dwell in his love. So how are we to fast then, my dear brothers and sisters? This fasting, almsgiving, and prayer is not about me. It's about how that is going to transform me to go out into the world. It is for me to become better so that I can live out my Christian identity that much more, that much better. It's an opportunity for me to ask the difficult and hard questions in life. What is hindering me from loving God? What is hindering me from entering into a relationship with Him? What are the things that are obstacles and hurdles in my life that are more important than God, that are more important than my salvation, that is more important than me getting to heaven. Let is our opportunity to ask those hard questions, to put our lives in check, to get what we would call in, in mechanics school, tune-ups. We're tuning ourselves to become better, to become holier, so that is what prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, those are the reasons why we need those pillars. It's not because I want to be holy, I want to be seen pious among my brothers and sisters, but I am wanting a transformation in life. I want to bear the cross of Christ better. I want to become holier. So we, together as a church, intentionally work together to help each other and focus together on becoming holier, on becoming the Christian God has called each and every one of us to be. Not just one that we, we associate by name. We're not Christians because we're part of a cult. We're part of a, a clique, a group. But we are Christians because we love God. We are Christians because we want to follow God. We are Christians because we've chosen, we've chosen to love God and want that relationship with Him. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we begin the initial days of Lent, let us ask those hard questions about ourselves. Let us not be afraid to see those shortcomings in our lives. Let us take our time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving seriously to train ourselves better, to become stronger, holier, and more virtuous Christians. Amen.